When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's not a bad ball for Pelly on the right side. It's Carlos Alberto. And what a great goal that was. Carlos Alberto. Maradona just walked away from Huddle then. Maldonado. Austin. They're appealing for offside. The ball came back off the foot of Steve Hodge. And Maradona gives Argentina the lead. Like I said, do you want to introduce yourself a bit and maybe like what club football team you support as well? Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Mathieu. Uh, I've been living in Copenhagen for uh, since July, July 2020. Uh, I'm a football coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, what uh, football team do I support? I was born in, uh, and raised in Paris. So I don't have much of a choice, and uh, yeah, I like uh, as as uh, as you may know, I'm French as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll be chewing uh, uh, up France for the next uh, competition. Where are you? Where are you coaching? Like, what team are you coaching with? Uh, so uh, at the moment, I'm coaching at the Hoiko. Hello. Sorry, so you broke up for a second. Where? What's the name of the club? Uh, Hoiko. Hello. Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm um, coaching the uh, under 13 boys and under 16 girls mm-hmm. uh, since the beginning of the season. Yeah. Cool. And were you coaching back in France before then, or were you somewhere else? Um, well, basically, uh, when I uh, when I was in France, I had uh, a few experiences. But it wasn't. It was. It was nothing. Uh, how can I say that? Consistent. It was very. Uh, Amateur, and yeah. then uh, I moved to London in uh, 2015. This is this is where I started my uh, uh, career as a, as a youth coach. Mm-hmm. Cool. And where were you for the when France won the World Cup in 2018? Were you back in France, or like where were you to? Where did you celebrate? Uh, where did I celebrate? Uh, yeah, I was I was I was in in London. Mm-hmm yeah like with friends or something or what like we're just just at home chilling uh glass of wine yeah <laughs> uh, i was i was uh no 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 i was uh, i was uh, in uh, uh there like there was a big screen in south london and mm-hmm. this is where i watched the game yeah yeah and uh, uh brixton 
Okay. Awesome. Cool. Cool. And so what do you think about the French team's chances this summer? Obviously, like the team is quite similar, but also if they brought back Benzema. Do you think that yeah. will change a lot of things for them? Uh, personally, I think that uh, this team uh, for the upcoming competition is better than the one that we had in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of, of, of quality and uh, and also I think that the the, the chemistry with the, were between the players would be better. But like now now uh, yeah it was it was true. I, I was very excited when I saw that Benzema has been picked up, but I was I just wanted to see them playing like together and yeah. see if the, if the if the chemistry would work. Uh, the last game against uh, um, uh, Wales, Wales, yeah, it was it was uh, it was interesting because uh, uh, we got dominated for the first uh, 20, uh, 20, 25 minutes until until the the, the red card uh, happened, and then well, obviously after that it was it was much 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 easier to uh, life uh, for us. So it, it, I, I personally think it wasn't a good indication of what will happen during the during the Euro. Yeah, it was interesting because I I'm from Germany and I watched yeah. the Germany Denmark yeah. match and it was a very boring match in the second half and it was a one 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 uh, yeah. draw at the end and then I saw the results from yeah. France um, who are going to be the first opponents of Germany in the in the Euros um, and I was like oh no three zero win against uh, Wales this this looks so bad and then I saw the red card yeah. incident and that gave me like a slither of hope <laughs> that maybe that was the only reasons where there was a beating for the uh, well, obviously, I'm not. I'm not giving you some some uh, like. Uh, I'm not giving you the hammer to 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 hammer us. But the, like, if if I can give you a little indication, like what happened during the first the first half, Pavar. Um, every time, every time, got trapped by a uh, uh, Gareth Bell behind his back. Yeah. So maybe it will be interesting uh, for a. Uh, uh, Leroy Sané or uh, Nyabri to attack that space behind behind Pavard because it was uh, this is what uh, Wells uh, did uh, before sorry before before the before the red card and this is how we got dominated mm-hmm. yeah yeah and truly I mean Sané and and Nyabri and Müller too they they'll know some of the weaknesses of Pavard from mm-hmm. from Munich so mm-hmm. yeah maybe that's one chance of how how we can manage to to achieve something there but whenever i skim through the list of names on the french squad it's just so much quality there. But to, like yeah i'm uh, to be honest with you it could have been even better but the, the, this is just the, the mindset of of uh, of uh, our our manager Deschamps. Mm-hmm. he want he also wants um how can i say that um, social chemistry. Yeah, he's looking. For, he's not. He doesn't just pick the best players. It's like yeah, the and, system. And, and to be honest, to be honest, this is what this is what I'm I am upset with because for me, the best players should play, right? And this is just the the, the manager's job to to deal with uh, the characters, to deal with the unhappy players. 
But like on, on, on the other hand, I can understand the fact that, okay, if you, if you go, uh, if you're not even picked up uh, among the 23 players who will potentially play the like one match, it would be harder to 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 um to explain that to players like um, uh, Dombele, uh, Upamecano. It's 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 easier to have like some uh, how can I say some uh, players who are a bit characters. happier to be in the yeah in the, in exactly the spot. like soft players like uh, uh, Marcus Thuram uh, or, mm-hmm. or or. Yeah, that uh, Leo Dubois, that kind of player. But isn't kind of the background to this with the incident during the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, where there there was serious trouble within the French team, and so now there's an attempt to make it a bit more, yeah, not cohesion. I I wouldn't say so, but this is this is basically um, uh, as far as I can remember. The, all the managers always wanted uh, uh, the social chemistry over the over the the uh, quality over over the picking the, the fact of picking the best players because in in um, in uh, uh, ninety eight when we won our first World Cup uh, so, some players uh, like uh, Anelka it was it was just bombing fires in Arsenal. Uh, if if you take uh, Ibrahim Ba, he was playing for the best for the best club at that time, uh, AC Milan. Um, uh, I can I can have like a lot of other examples, but he just he just picked uh, the the players. Uh, how can I say that? Would be just happy to be there, right? Mm-hmm. And will never uh, claim the right to play if that if that makes sense. And then and then after. Um, that, that, that's the funny thing. When they when they tried to pick the like the best players, it just didn't work out. For example, in two in two thousand and two uh, for the World Cup in in Japan and Korea, they they picked the the top scorer of of the French league, Gibril Sissé, the top scorer of uh, Italian league, uh, Trezeguet, and the top scorer of uh, English league. Thierry Henry, how many did they score? Did they score one? I think they, or no, they, not done, yes. <laughs> zero. Zero, zero, zero. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe um, there could be, there could be a lot of reasons. But for me, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that uh, this, this is the right thing to do. If you take um, uh, Spain, for example, Spain is probably the best example for that. They won. They won the 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 Euro, the World Cup, and the Euro again with players who just hate each other, right? Like uh, Sergio uh, Sergio uh, Ramos, uh, Pitri, Xavi, uh, Iniesta, These guys just hate each other. So and still and still uh, look at their achievements. Mm-hmm. Oh well. What do you think about the group that France have been drawn in? Do you see, like, mm. it's Germany, Portugal, and Hungary? Mm. Do you see that yeah, at the start of the tournament, one of those teams will be able to upset France? Uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm going to start with the... Uh, okay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, but the, with the weakest team. Hungary. Germany, let's talk about Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw this coming so much. Like in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Any opportunity. No, the, 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 the thing with Hungary, well, they, they don't have uh, players uh, as, as good as uh, France, Portugal, no. Germany uh, have. But the thing is, they, they like playing risky. I've seen uh, one of their matches uh, this season against, um, I think it was against Serbia or something. Well, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah. But like they, they managed to produce, they managed to produce like a good football, a good football. And well, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that they, they're going to they're gonna, um, win or, or uh, get through the next stage. That's not what I'm saying. But the thing is... Uh, yeah, they, 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 in 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 their position, you can you could be like, okay, look, we have nothing to lose, yeah, so we're yeah, just going to risk yeah. everything. No, uh, we had we had an expert of uh, Hungarian football on, and he was like making the point about like the team is in really good form, like in the past year, and yeah. you know people always look at their team sheet. Like he's spoken to people from Poland, and they yeah. they looked at the Hungarian team sheet, and like how does this team so good? But they're like almost like a club size where it's like you yeah. know very cohesive yeah. and more than the sum of their parts so this that that could that could upset uh, uh france but apart from that okay if you, if you take if we take in portugal uh if if euro uh would happen uh a year back in well 2020 i would be like okay mbappe is just gonna hop between the defenders just gonna hop 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 to the goal but now the, they have they have the best uh, uh, player of the Premier League, Ruben Dias. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Pepe is having uh, a, second, a, yeah, a second or a third or a fourth or whatever rebirth. Uh, uh, Nelson Chimedo and, and uh, Guerrero are still so, uh, like very solid. Uh, like honestly, they, they have they have they have a, a, a very 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 good squad, a very good squad. Uh, Bruno Fernandes can can pin the ball anywhere, and well, they 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 still have uh, uh, Ronaldo. Yeah. And well, you, you can you can say whatever you want, but when you have that type of player in your in your squad, then uh, he can he can he can be a danger anywhere anytime yeah portugal are kind of my outside bet for to be the team which like it feels crazy to say this about the team which are like the holders won of the, the nation's league might actually, like yeah might surprise people and actually like go far into the semis and the final well so that again i think i think that like they're my surprise pick to like maybe upset a few teams and go yeah like, up to the semis and the final but honestly if you if you just look at like if you, if you just uh, look at the paper uh the, they, they, they it, it would be like uh, fair to say that they, they, they could lift the cup, right? If you just look at the paper. But the only thing is, um, I, I uh, watched uh, some of their games, and I can tell that their, yeah, their, their football is is kind of poor. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm being very honest here. Yeah, their, their, their football is poor, and In I don't know way. why. And, and they just uh, don't fit together, or the, the coach is uh, the, uh, Fernando Santos. He has a 
how can I say it, a very defensive mindset. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, well, typically, he reminds me of, of uh, our manager, uh, Deschamps. Yeah. His, his mindset is like, okay, we're going to be ultra solid in defense and just do whatever you want up front, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And well, he can, he can, he can. Uh, that that would be, okay. It would be right to 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 uh, apply this strategy because, well, you can't, you can, you can, you can say that when you have uh, players like uh, Mbappe, uh, Ronaldo, uh, Benzema, and so on. So uh, yeah, it would be fair for him to 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 say that. But uh, on the paper, they they look solid. They look solid. Yeah, and I feel like it's a good game strategy, especially against Germany, because that's what Germany oftentimes does. They do like to have loads of control, but sometimes they don't know how to convert it then to actually create lots of many chances. And what happened in the last World Cup was that they had loads of control of the ball, but then as soon as there was a counterattack, they would just melt. And yeah. I think so. That's that, that's actually my fear that Germany ends up in a position where they have to hold the ball for long times without actually doing anything mm-hmm. with it, and then become very vulnerable to these kind of yeah. uh, counter movements. So. And uh, you know that you know that the, the, uh, some of my friends uh, who watched the the uh, Germany's game against uh, Holland, the know? last one, Denmark. Yeah, who did they Denmark. Play? Denmark. Denmark. A lot, like, a, a lot of my friends told me, "Hey, look, like, uh, Germany is, is not even all that. They can't even beat Denmark." But the first thing is the first feeling, like Denmark. Well, uh, we, we all live yeah. here now. Mm-hmm. They, they are ten times better than than like uh, years yeah. before. Oh, yeah, presume right? it's Denmark. Yeah. Days, they're right? tenth, they're, they're tenth, tenth of the world. world exactly. You know? They're like yeah. higher ranked than Germany. Right. But yeah. Exactly, and and uh, like the uh, the top players are playing in, in like for the top clubs, yeah. right? And 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 the thing the thing that uh, people didn't didn't uh, that my friends didn't uh, see uh, when they played against uh, when Germany played against Denmark is that Germany missed for me their best defender, yeah. uh, uh, their best uh, uh, midfielder as well. Averts, and well, I don't know if he's the best striker, but for me, he's a, he's a, he's he's still a key player. Uh, Werner, yeah. no, definitely, yeah. yeah, especially the midfield. I mean, Kroos wasn't playing, so I feel like there's definitely yeah. room. For... Yeah, Kroos was yeah, yeah. Well. So there's definitely room for improvement. This wasn't like the the core German squad, the the eleven that will yeah. be there. Uh, come first match for the Euros, but still, yeah, it was an yeah. indicator, um, and that's we we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's yeah. also that's the first game of the group. So France versus Germany is like that's a, what a clash! Some way to what a clash! Yeah, <laughs> kick off your tournament. It, it would be like it, it could be good to have uh, like this podcast running during yeah. the Euro. Yeah, like maybe even uh, even uh, invite uh, more people so we can kind of uh, debrief uh, over what happened and and well. Not make some prediction about what's going to happen next. Yeah, no, we were going to be recording stuff all the way through the tournament. Nice, stuff, nice. So it's good. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, we have one final question that we've asked um, yeah. all of our guests? Yeah. And if if it's, it's if you were to go for a drink with a French player, past or present, who would it be and why? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, oh, that's a very interesting question. Uh, a drink. Um... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Take your time. It's a big decision. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would probably uh, um, have a drink with uh, uh, Emmanuel Petit, mm -hmm. the former Arsenal's player. Yeah. Uh, the the reason why is because he ha he has a uh, such a uh, special vision on the word. And and in, in in football in general as well is is also a bit borderline, so yeah. I, I, I yeah I would be very curious to ask him about uh, this and that. Uh, well, another like an, another player that could be interesting to have a drink with would be uh, uh, let me find a present player like a, like a funny one a funny one. Uh, yeah, you want the two. You want the like the one, the interesting one, the philosophical yeah. one. I'm going to get yeah. something from, and then the fun yeah. night out. Yeah, I would probably share share a shisha with uh, Benjamin Mendy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's a very obvious choice. This guy. This guy is absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, every every time like, I see him, uh, I see him. Um, with with uh, some other people is just uh, yeah, just mental, mental. Yeah, life life of the party. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, thank you so much for joining yeah. us on the podcast. It's uh, uh, pretty just, interesting. Uh, yeah, guys, just uh, let me know if you if you want to do this again in the future, yeah. and I'll be happy to join. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds lovely. Sounds good, man. Enjoy enjoy your weekend. See ya. This is. Be safe. Thank for your Hi. We've got Tom. Tom, do you want to just briefly introduce yourself a bit about your background? Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm half Hungarian. Uh, grew up in the UK, um, and was almost indoctrinated by my grandparents about well, my granddad especially about Hungarian culture and, and Hungarian football in particular. Um, he told me a lot about the, the great teams of the 50s and the 40s and the 30s. Um, and then he kind of got me hooked on what was dire, dire football when I was growing up, which was Hungarian football. I watched a lot of it through a lot of sadness and um, bleakness, I guess, because Hungarian football for the past 30 years has just been in a dire, dire state. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of morbidly fell in love with it, really. Um, and I've been covering uh, Hungarian football for about 11 years now. Um, started when I was about 18, uh, created a website. Um, and though it's not my full-time job, uh, I kind of just do it on the side because I really enjoy it. So I write for a number of publications across Europe. And um, yeah, um, especially for Euros, it gets quite busy. Yeah. I guess, I mean, my first question is, is like, who 
cursed Hungary to be drawn in the same group as the Euro holders, Portugal, and the last two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> After a 30-year tournament break, you finally qualify, and then this happens. <laughs> I know. What did you think? It's so unfair. Like, <laughs> like it, did it, somebody it, run over like the, the dog at UEFA or something? Or... <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's maybe just a punishment for really bad politics, which involves is involved in the country. But I won't get into that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it is like it, it's just typical that this would happen. But in a way, it does make it really exciting. I think it's like in the same way as if you qualify for the Champions League and then you end up getting really really exciting Champions League opponents in, in one way it's actually really quite cool because mm-hmm. you're playing against the big boys and you're actually you actually feel like you're there yeah whereas yeah. if you kind of drawn against yeah maybe teams at your levels that at one point yeah you're going to potentially get through the group but I mean, we're not going to win it so it might just be more fun to have a big occasion guys. yeah I mean that's the kind of optimistic side of me and the other side of me is like oh my god come on <laughs> But but so out of these three, like Portugal, Germany, and uh, France, who do you think you you could beat? Like, what's the most likely um, success? Yeah, so and Sobosai pulled out of the squad yesterday, yeah. and before that, I was feeling really, really quite optimistic about the Portugal game. Like, I, I even said, like, I don't usually make these kind of like predictions, but I I even said like. I think we'll beat them. Because you we'll drew against each other last time, right? In in 16. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, there's a few things that are in our favour. Like, Portugal, for example, especially, sorry, um, they've had players playing in the Champions League final. They had Bruno Fernandes playing in the Europa League final. That was like, that, that will be like two and a half weeks before the tournament actually starts. Like, Hungary have been together for three weeks, like, building that kind of rapport and, and, and tactical systems. Um, being prepared for this tournament, whereas like the lot of the bigger nations, they've been playing a crazy season, which is almost two seasons back to back. So like Hungary don't have that issue, which is a good, which is another advantage. Another advantage in that Portugal game, for example, is that um, is that the games at home. Yeah, the two games, games at home, right? So of, yeah, in front of a hundred percent seat stadium, hundred percent sold out stadium. So that is that is huge. Like. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're playing at home, like you see qualifiers all the time against the lesser nations, like they sometimes do pull pull results out of the hat. So it's not too dissimilar to that, really. Mm. Um, and like I say, like Hungary have, have had this lead up where they ha- have got to to know each other and become a little bit like a club. And not many international teams are like that. So I think I do see that Portugal game, even without Sobosai, as a as an actual chance to get at least a draw potentially a win as well. Portugal are notoriously slow starters tournaments as well. Like even at the tournament they last won, they drew all three group games. Yeah. The team like Hungary qualified for the Euros in twenty sixteen, but I was reading like that that team has sort of changed a lot since then. There's been a lot of the kind of the veteran players have left since then. Yeah, that team that team had Gera in it, who was obviously really well known in England for his time there at Fulham and West Brom. It had Gabor Kirai who's was kind of also well known in England, yeah. played for Fulham, Aston Villa, Burnley, Crystal Palace, and played in Germany for Hertha Berlin in 1860 Munich. And then Ronan Juhasz as well, who's one of our best defenders of the past 30 years, um, 
So it had like three stalwarts, three absolute Hungarian legends, and Bart Stujak as well, um, who was kind of a football manager legend back in the early 2000s. Um, and then all of those guys are not in there anymore. Uh, there's, there's a few kind of players who have been left over. Uh, Adam Nodge and Lashley Kleinheiser made really good, really big impacts in that last tournament and kind of the almost like the tactical and um, youth football of Twitter, uh, 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 Twitter kind of were like really excited by yeah. like Nodge and Kleinheiser and they'll both be there at this tournament. So it's, it's, it's yeah, this, this team is very, very different. Um, they also play a very in a very different way. I think like the last team was a very much a ramshackle of just thrown together of legends who were kind of giving one last, one last go on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this team are a lot more polished mm. uh, and a lot better, to be honest. Like Peter Galacci in goal, plays for Leipzig. Yeah. Um, we've got Willy Orban who plays for Leipzig. Attila Zola is a really, really good defender who plays for Fenerbahce. Um, and then Nodge and Kleinheiser are a bit uh, more experienced. Not Nodge has never played outside of England. Kleinheiser uh, outside of Hungary, sorry. Kleinheiser never played outside of Hungary. So the team is is a lot more developed and under Marco Rossi as well. They they do play like a club side on the on the international stage, which is which is really really. Uh, impressive to be honest mm. if, if they are to upset one of the big teams what how are they going to do it like what are the what is the style is it kind of like going to be a counter-attacking performance or what's the what's the approach yeah exactly exactly it'll be counter-attacking they've set up 5-3-2 um defend reasonably deep and counter yeah very well to be honest it's it's the midfield that does most of the the good work in that counter-attack and it's not kind of long balls into the channels it's playing through midfield and out through the press mm-hmm. uh, and and Kleinheiser in particular are very very good at that one of the big issues I mean losing to Bosley is a is huge in so many ways set pieces his ability to score from that everywhere but also his ability to uh, get out of the press is is, is, is a big loss because Nodge and Kleinheiser are both amazing at it, are both super good on the ball. But then having that play, that third midfielder, sort of talisman. To be able to, to... Yeah, to be able to just get the team up the, the, the pitch a little bit is, is a huge loss. Uh, and Jolt Colmar, who would be his like like replacement, who played uh, an awesome game when we drew to Poland in qualifying uh, in March, he's also injured as well. So, like, we're kind of on our third number eight, basically, mm. um, which will be Daniel Gosdag, who's at Philadelphia Union, or potentially Loic Nago, who's who's actually French and played for the French under-20 team with Antoine Griezmann. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bit of a story there for when they play against France. But the, the team is in really good form, right? I was reading they've, they've uh, only lost once in the last 10 games, so they must have like some confidence that they're, you know that it is possible for them and it, I mean, if they get one win, you know, with the way the three three teams go through, then it's then they're in the maybe into the knockouts. Yeah, and and especially would you describe, for example, Germany in the last World Cup? That's what they were struggling with with teams that were very efficient in their counter attacking, right? So if you're up against the Giants and you do this right, then of course there's always the chance. Yeah, and like Germany themselves are not good form at the moment. Like, like they lost to North Macedonia, didn't they? Yeah. I think in the last qualifier. Yeah, in March. Yeah, yeah, and, and got battered yeah. by Spain. Um, they went out in the last World Cup in the group stage. So, like that, that's another team that Hungary yeah. potentially have a chance against. 
that game is in Germany, so that's a bit of a downside. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah, the way that they set up is definitely of an advantage um, against against those sides. And yeah, they might just be taking it. I think Hungary might just be taken a little bit lightly as well yeah. because I mean, look at the team on paper. It just does not look impressive. I, I was talking to loads of Polish journalists before we played against Poland in March. And their team is pretty good on paper, obviously Lewandowski, but a lot of other players who play in top league. And they were just looking at Hungary's team on the, on the sheet, team sheet and Sobosai was not there at the time. And they were just like, how are this Hungary team getting such good results? Because like you say, we in the Nations League, we beat Turkey home and away, beat, beat Serbia, drew um, at home and drew away at Russia. And the loss came at, at home to Russia mm-hmm. um, in a 3-2 loss, which was probably a little bit harsh as well. So like it's not even rubbish teams we're playing yeah. against. Like they're good teams who we are, are getting results against, and it's just because they play so well together. Like on paper they don't look impressive, but together they just are really really good. And at international level, a lot of teams look ramshackle, like just loads of players thrown. Yeah, good the players thrown together with no system or. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Hungary are a little bit different, so I think that is definitely something that I am optimistic about. And I think that's why I kind of went into this tournament so optimistic. And then yesterday's Sobosai news was was a dagger and it has made me quite pessimistic and everyone else quite pessimistic. <laughs> but, but you're sounding but, quite optimistic yeah. for me. I'm getting optimistic about <laughs> Hungary's chances after talking to you. I think, I think yeah, there's definitely a case that I might be overregging it a little bit. But <laughs> I'll call you up after the 5-0 uh, loss to Portugal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been telling my mates and stuff as well, like, oh, bet on Hungary to go through the group. And now it's just going to, yeah, it's going to all look really, really bad in my face. But there are a few signs that, that it could go a little bit differently to every, how, how everyone expects it to. Because they're like, I don't expect Hungary to get through the group, but I, there is a kind of, there is a small part of me thinking like, it's actually a chance. I think back to also like, there's a group of death in 2014 World Cup, Uruguay, Italy, England, and the winner of that group was Costa Rica. Yeah. So it's always possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to be fair, I feel like Group F sounds even worse than the Group of Death. Like the group of torturous death. <laughs> 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 uh, just because of uh, time, I'm just curious about what has been the highlight for you covering the Hungarian team. Is there a match or something like that sticks out in your memory? It's like this was the real, like this was the high point. Yeah, the the high point was definitely qualifying 2016. Um, Went out to, to both games away in Oslo um, against Norway, where we won one nil, and I just didn't expect us to win that game at all. I just, I we kind of stumbled into into the playoff, and we got the weakest team to be honest. Um, but we were also the weakest team that Norway could have drawn, and yeah, we just played amazing. We got really really lucky, we got one nil win. <laughs> And then those are always the most enjoyable there. results when you get really lucky. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just like a, a snapshot from nowhere from Klein Heisler, who hadn't played a league game all season <laughs> for some reason. But for some reason, we started this game. And then we got so lucky. Um, and like Gabor Kirai made an unbelievable save. And then they missed the rebound, which is an open goal. And then, and then yeah, we went back to Budapest and um, Tomas Driskin scored an absolutely unbelievable goal, a goal that. I've never ever seen him score anything like that kind of goal before. And 
yeah, we, we kind of just saw it through comfortably and that was by far the best experience. And then we, at the Euros, it was amazing how, how we got to the last 16, but it just doesn't come close to actually qualifying for it after. I mean, it was 30 years, but I've, I'm only 28 now. So it, this, it was the first tournament in my lifetime. So it was, yeah, it was just unbelievable. Um, qualifying for this tournament was was good as well, especially the way we did it. We scored two goals in the last five minutes of the game. Like, it's an unbelievable way to win any game, but it still doesn't quite ma- 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 um, make up for the the first time. Every time, I guess, like the first time is always the best. First time is always the best. We have one final uh, question that we've been asking all of our guests, and it's uh, if you could go for a beer or a coffee with the Hungarian player, past or present, who would it be and why? Uh, Zoltan Gera yeah. for sure just a legend just a, yeah a legend and also just a lovely lovely man um, which like you don't always get with, with legends yeah just super humble and really really lovely cool yeah. just a very quick one if Hungary survives the coup is up against England at one point in the tournament whom are you rooting for then uh, <laughs> it's it, it's Definitely, it, I'd definitely be supporting Hungary. Like, I, I do support England as much as, as well, not maybe not quite as much as Hungary, but it's just because I cover Hungary. I just, I, I have like more investment in, in them. And also because I feel like it just means more to Hungary. Yeah. Because like England do well all the time. Like, I mean, they don't do as well as maybe they expect to do. But for Hungary, getting through a court a last 16 game against England the country would go mental it would go mad yeah all right all right yeah Th- yeah thanks so much thank Tom. you so really, much really for everything good chat yeah no problem at all enjoy it all right talk to you soon and good luck for Hungary I'm, I'm yeah, yeah they're rooting I'm rooting for them in group F anyway so <laughs> <laughs> thank you cool see you later guys So our next guest is representing them, um, Portugal. Tiago, do you want to give a little bit of an introduction about where you're from, maybe what you're up to and that kind of thing? Okay, so I am 24 years old. I came to Denmark actually uh, nine months ago, maybe. So I'm from Portugal, from a city named Porto. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Maybe the, the people who were this podcast probably know. Um, Porto... Um, and yeah, I I like football, of course. I are you are you a Porto fan? Yeah, or? yeah, I'm, course, yeah. Porto is my okay. is my club. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking when we're talking about Portugal at the this year's Euros. We're talking about the the holders from the last one. Can you remember where you were when you watched the final in in 2016? Where were where are you watching the game? Yeah, I was in a city uh, like. Uh, we had those big screens across the different cities, so everyone would gather there. And that's what I did. I joined in Guimarães. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I watched from there when the last Euros. What was the what was the party like afterwards? Was it like insane? Crazy, crazy party. Yeah. Crazy. I, mean, <laughs> I don't remember everything, but yeah, it was it was pretty yeah. crazy. People yeah. were not expecting. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. That's the thing, right? Like about that final, everyone was like, okay, well, France are the hosts. And... I mean, I, we, that time yeah, what was the we atmosphere? the three first matches of the group stage against much mm-hmm. weaker teams. 
and yeah, you draw with like Hungary. Yeah. And... So we were not playing good football, and yeah, I mean, it, it was lucky just to go through the the stage, and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> And then, I mean, even Ronaldo got injured, right? Yeah, Ronaldo, when that happens, I just thought, okay, yeah. we are screwed. I think I'm just going, I just go home now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lost our best player in the beginning of the match. And yeah. But didn't you love his, his support from the sidelines? Yeah. I thought that, that that might have been just the moment when I liked Ronaldo the yeah. best. <laughs> I, I cried, I cried. Yeah. I cried. I mean, yeah, he was crazy. He was putting everybody crazy. And he has also been doing very good in this qualifying round, right? Being the top scorer with with yeah, eleven goals, still, still going. Yeah, he's uh, he's very he's a very ambitious person. You can see that, and I think he's he can't wait because I think it's like eight goals or something like that to to go to be the one number one in uh, international yeah. goals. So I think he really it's the is the next goal for him. I think. Yeah, so my question would be because I've been reading that there was some people arguing that the team, the national team, would actually be better off without Ronaldo the, and that there was some controversy also in the sports media going on in Portugal. The, Do you know what this was about? Because, you know, he's uh, very... He wants to be he wants to be the best. He, of course, he wants the national team to go through, but he's the star, so everybody passes the ball to him. Because he's mm -hmm. the guy who decides or doesn't or is not afraid to shoot when he has to shoot. So when you have a person like that in your team, uh, the other people will not take the step. Will prefer to pass yeah. the ball to him instead of being themselves, even if they have quality. I've seen, for example, not anymore because I think Bernardo Silva has reached the, a, a position where now he has like completely uh i believe um trust on in his himself to go but some like one two years ago i saw players like bernardo silva like bruno fernandes um passing the ball to ronaldo instead of going because they believe him that it, it could be the best and that's why some haters i will say uh yeah. said that but in reality is good. I mean, you know that you have more probability, possibility to score if you pass the ball to him than than to anybody else in the in the in the national team. So it's like, yeah. But in my opinion, he's good, and when he's good there, and when he's there, the team plays good. And yeah, I, I like I get the argument about like maybe if you wanted to have a team which is kind of more like evenly distributed by responsibility. But when you have Ronaldo in your team, like I feel like in an international tournament where things are always so close, you always stand a chance because you just are guaranteed goals, right? It's just like... Yeah. yeah. That's... And you know, he, he's going to be the one that really, really wants it. You can see in his face when he fails or when he sees somebody fail, he's right. So he's so pissed. And some people don't like that. Some people say, oh, you should be more humble and respect why others do like they do. And it pisses me off when this comes from people within my country because i mean mm -hmm. we have to be so we we should be so proud and happy because we have the opportunity to see such a great player in our time and watch what he's doing and people but that, that's the portuguese uh, i believe that's portuguese uh, uh mentality it's like 
it's never everything okay. <laughs> you always have to complain about, <laughs> complain about something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, like, looking at the, the group, it's like an insanely competitive group, right? You have, you have Portugal, who are holders of the Euros, and then you have the previous two World Cup winners in it, and then Hungary as well. Like, it's going to be a really, like, tight and competitive game right from, from the start. Yeah. <laughs> That will be tough, but I, I think now. <laughs> I, I like the reaction. Like you just realized. I was, I was very genuine. <laughs> no, but I really think that the, I never saw our national team as strong as it is at the moment. I mean, we have. Mm-hmm. I remember that even when we, when he was for, when Ronaldo, for example, was winning uh, Ballon d'Ors, we don't we didn't have such a strong national team. We have we had some good players. Uh, and then we build the team around Ronaldo. But now, I yeah. mean, you, you can see all of them being part of big clubs and playing really well. We don't even have space, for example. I bet, for example, you know, João Felix and, Di- and Diogo Jota. For yeah. me, they are great players. Of course, João Felix is maybe going through a bad phase, but we can't put both because we don't mm-hmm. have space for everybody now. So that's, and some, one so maybe two years ago, we didn't have enough players to fill the the positions. Yeah, yeah. So and what... even even like defensively, like Portugal has always had like a strong attack, but now you have like like Ruben Dias is like potentially was the player of the season in the Premier League. And yeah, and you have Cancelo, Ruben, uh, so like you have... really see like it's a talented squad. Yeah, you have Pep that's thirty years old, thirty eight years old, and he's playing like a god. And yeah, he's still working. going. Yeah. Uh, in Champions League, he made such a good season. So, and then you have uh, João Cancelo in the uh, right back, uh, right or left back, whatever, and many others. So, what's your prediction for the match against Germany? Because I'm, 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 I'm from Germany, and I'm like looking at the record of how we have been doing in the last couple of um, okay. uh, matches that there were. Yeah. Uh, on the international stage, I, I am somewhat confident, but also I see your point that Portugal has been a rising force recently. Yes, international yeah. football. Yeah, I mean, we. I think Germany was during my time alive and watching this big competition. Germany was always the team that I didn't want to see Portugal face because we always lost. We always lost against Germany. However, yeah. now I think. G- from the way I see it, Germany is going through a phase where it's like rebuilding himself, itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a transitional. So when they have a lot of young people, but I yeah. think maybe lack uh, some experience. But I saw that they are gonna they called Thomas Muller and uh, Hummels, Mats Hummels. Yeah. Hummels, yeah. So yeah. I mean, they have the experience in the team again. So I don't know, but. I yeah, Portugal is best. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, no, it's always good to back your team. What 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 is kind of your like expectation or what kind of you think will be a realistic target for Portugal? Do you think they can definitely win it or what do you think? I really think so. In 2016, yeah. I didn't thought so. I mean, uh, yeah, we didn't have the team. But this, if we won 2016, I think we can we can win anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think we should aim for the final. With this team, mm-hmm. I don't think we we can see a lot of better teams in Europe. I mean, Portugal for sure in my way of viewing top five for sure. 
Yeah, definitely in that sort of like group of like five or six teams who are like should be mm-hmm. in and around the semifinals. And then three of them are in one group. So. Yeah, and then three of them are one. <laughs> <Yes>. It's <laughs> going to be an exciting one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to be an exciting one. Yeah, I'm. Do you I'm... Know, what do you think the bets are on Hungary surviving the group stage? I, 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 I'm, I'm wondering. <laughs> I want to know now. I don't even know any player from them, so. <laughs> they have that guy no, sorry, uh, go that goes to Liverpool's and I don't even saw your blind I don't know oh the guy that everyone always talks about on football manager yes um oh shoot it's um uh, I don't know I don't uh, uh, fill, fill the time while yeah, I Google it. Google it. I was saying we're laughing now, but let's see. Let's see how it goes. Maybe Hungary is the big uh, I hope, unforeseen I hope winner. No they win to the other teams. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, no. But yeah, it is going to be very exciting. Um, is there any particular player you're watching out for, except for Ronaldo? Obvious. Yeah. Bernardo Silva is my. Yeah. Bernard Silva and uh, Hova Neves. Yeah. Those are my two favorite players. So, yeah, I, I'm looking for... I hope they play. I don't know if Hova Neves will have the space to play. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Bernard Silva will for sure play. And, uh, yeah. You know, and then do you know do you know where you're going to watch the matches? Is it going to be with a couple of friends at a bar? Mm, I, just to interrupt the hungarian footballer is super super sly yeah yes yeah, so, so, it's, yeah, it's a really tough yeah. name to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i mean first of Plays all for i hope to get the opportunity to watch the games yeah yeah because i know I'll, i i think i will see one or two games in portugal i'll go there for 15 days and then mm-hmm. when i can come back maybe i don't know in a bar probably uh, yeah. If I don't work at that time, but yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. Sounds good. Do what What do you do when you work? Has it ever happened before? Do you log off, go to airplane mode, and just don't talk to anyone, or when how, when how I go work? to work, you mean? Yeah, when you work while there's a big match for Portugal on, what do you do then? Do you tune in on the radio? Do you just shut off and then watch it afterwards? I mean, I I cannot. Unfortunately, I cannot uh, turn the radio or. Yeah, but I when I I try to pick I try to pick the okay. the live score. Yeah. 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 For sure. Refresh the ticket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Refreshing, sliding up. Ninety third minute, and then your yeah. finger goes like this. And try at all costs to find the website that transmits the game button. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So we've been asking everyone if they could uh, pick, if they were able to pick a player, like past or present, to go for a beer or a coffee with. Who would they pick for their country? Who would you pick for Portugal? <clears throat> I think I would be afraid to speak to Ronaldo. So <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna ju- he was would, yeah. he, he would judge me like, oh, you have to be this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he immediately look at you and tell you like yeah. what your BMI is, or, like what's like what what you're doing wrong yeah, with your diet. For and... sure, for sure. <laughs> Sleep uh, rhythm. So yeah, Bernardo, Bernardo. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a fun guy. Whenever I see him interviewed and stuff. Yeah, he's a chill, chill guy. I think. All right. All right. All right, Tiago. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you. 
it was nice to wish you good luck for the tournament and uh, yeah. maybe be in contact again soon you too yeah let's let's chat after the fixture yeah. Germany Portugal yeah <laughs> see how it goes okay see you around guys bye bye right, see you later bye. man thank you so our next guest to talk about Germany is a long-term friend of the show and journalist in, in Berlin. So we're delighted to have you back on the podcast, Lucas. Thank you, Alex. Um, so to kick things off, maybe you can tell people a bit about where in Germany you're from and maybe what club team you support. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm living in Berlin currently, but I'm from Frankfurt, um, Yeah, where the big airport is, you know. And I support Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, they've been my favorite team for as long as I can think. And I mean, they're, they're playing brilliantly at, mm -hmm. at the moment. So I'm, I'm quite happy about how things are going. Cool, cool. So because we have two Germans on for this little, little uh, clip of, of Germany, I've prepared a little, no. a little quiz to test your... <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I was so sure that this was happened, but, 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 <laughs> no, but still, I didn't no. prepare. No. This, is, this is a shame. So you hope oh, that, that you would be oh. saved from some of my trivia right, questions. Right. Four questions. Four questions. Rapid fire. Off we rapid go. fire. All right. So we take it into. So it's going to work with. Um, Lucas is going to answer first for the for question one, and then Leon is going to answer first for question two. Okay. All right. Question number one. What is the name of the Euro 2020 mascot? Is it Keepy Uppy Kevin? Super Victor? Freestyle Frank? Or Skillsy? I would say Skillsy. What about you, Leon? Can you say the first two again? Keepy Uppy Kevin? <laughs> You're making what? this shit up. I know it. I know it. Okay, continue. <laughs> Yeah. Super yeah. Victor. Freestyle yeah. Frank or Skills. Oh, I, I have to agree with Lucas here because everyone else has got two names and I'm sure you <laughs> We have yes! two correct answers. Boom boom boom. Skillsy is correct. Oh. You UEFA describes Skillsy as a larger than life character inspired inspired by freestyling, street and how how do they look? He looks like I don't know, like um, like he's from like a '90s cheap kids okay. cartoon, like just <laughs> good. good, good. Yeah, listeners, you can look Google Skillsy. He's not the most um, <laughs> charismatic uh, mascot I've ever seen. All right. Anyway, both both one from one. Question number two: Who did Jürgen Löw replace as Germany manager? Was it Jürgen Klinsmann, Bertie Votes, or Rudy Voller? Leon Guffs first. I mean, Klinsmann. Of course. Was there someone in between? Nah. Klinsmann, Votes, or Voller? Lucas. Yeah, uh, uh, Leon. Leon has yeah, answered yeah, already. Yeah, yeah Leon Klinsmann. has answered Klinsmann. Yeah, Klinsmann. Okay. And uh, you are both correct. I mean, two that was well, the World Cup in Germany. I mean, that was Klinsmann, then yeah, he took over afterwards. And all right, oh. all right, all right. No need to... I was expecting <laughs> better questions, Alex. Okay, <laughs> next question. Question number three. 
Germany beat England on penalties to reach the 1996 final after a 1-1 draw at Wembley. But who equalised for Germany after Alan Shearer's opener? Was it A, Thomas Hassler, B, Stefan Kuntz, or C, Stefan Reuter? Hassler, Kuntz, or Reuter, Lucas? I don't know. You, you pronounced them really badly, Alex. I'm sorry. Can, can, you, can you repeat? Thomas Hassler. 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 Hustle. He hustles. Thomas Hustle. Like a hustler. hustler. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he's called Thomas Hustler, <laughs> no? <laughs> no. So, no, it's not what his mom calls him. Um, Stefan Kuntz. Kuntz. I, I say B. I, I say B. I should know this. But you say B, Stefan Kuntz. Is that your answer, Kuntz? Yeah. He won the U21. Yeah. All right, and question, uh, what about no you, idea. Leon? Hassler, Kunz, How many questions are there? Okay, so I, if I play it strategically, because I have no idea, if I take the same answer as Lucas does, then I have a better chance at the last time, like, winning it if I know the answer, right? So I'll go with the same with Lucas. I'd say Kunz. The correct answer was B, yes! Stefan Kunz. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting, getting better at the strategy of this. Both three for three. Will we have a full house of these questions? Question number four. And our final question. Germany haven't won the Euros since 1996. But how many times have they won it in total? We have oh, two damn. times, three times, four times, or one times. I don't know. And it's... And it's, and it's uh, yeah, yeah. Europe, how, ma- yeah. how many? Two, three, four, or one. And they haven't won it since 1996. I'll go with with three. Three types. I'm so bad when it comes to historical knowledge. I say once. Once in total. Since 1996, you said. No, no, no. They haven't won it since 1996. They won it it in 1996. I say twice. Said two times. Germany has won the Euros in 1972, oh, damn, yeah. 1980, 1986. Wow. You did well, Lucas. You got three. Four. Wow. Uh, I swear this has never happened before. <laughs> Answering all of Alice's questions correctly. It's just, just it's a miracle. <laughs> It's a miracle. So moving on from this quiz to the Germany team at uh, at Euro 2020. Obviously, they've they dispatched the mighty Latvia the other night. Seven one. one. What were your what were your thoughts on that game, Lucas? And also Germany's chances coming into this tournament. Yeah, to, to be honest, I I have not watched the game. I mean, I'm I'm badly prepared to be honest. I mean, and I think yeah, there's not much attention um, on the on the friendly matches. Um, I don't know. I, I think Germans are genu- genuinely not not so interested in those. So yeah, but I was watching all those U twenty one. I told people on the podcast earlier that I feel that whenever Germany does poorly in the friendly matches before the big tournaments, that they then actually perform 
better than if it's the other way around? Do you think that has anything to do with people not watching the friendly matches before at all, or is it just my genuinely disinterest? I think everybody says yeah, yeah, yeah. that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. I mean, like, people used to say that... So do we take the 7-1 win, then, as a bad omen? Yeah. The 7-1 win is a bad omen. I don't know. It's fine. No, I think it's fine. I watched it, and the, and the goals were, were superb. Yeah, particularly Hummel's pass for Nabri's for the fifth was particularly nice. And yeah. I guess I guess it was also kind of important for Germany to uh, like because obviously they 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 lost the game against Macedonia and then their next two games yeah. are these two warm up games against Denmark and Latvia. So I think it was probably important for Nugulov to get a bit of momentum going again. He was surprised Sunny wasn't starting, right? Mm-hmm. Sunny this time. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. not, and Werner was not either. So one of my questions would be, do you think that Löw will run with um, Havertz and Gnabry as, uh, in, the, in the starting eleven, and then bring in Sané and, and Werner later on in the match? Or who do you think he'll, he'll give precedence? I mean, it's, it's hard to tell how he will start. I mean, but we can talk about what I would prefer. I mean... I don't know. I'm a. I'm a great. F- I mean, yeah. It's different. It's hard to say. I can't say honestly. But, yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. I've no idea. Whom, whom would you run what with? Do you though? Think... Yeah, in in your well, dream eleven. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Müller is is terrible on on the flank. Okay. I mean, he he used to play left wing against Latvia, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, perform? that's the thing with him, though. It doesn't really matter where you put him, right? He'll just go wherever he pleases anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I would not like Müller to, to be um, in that starting lineup. I don't know. Yeah. But, but but do you think that they'll play him as the central striker or do you think they'll go with the... No, I don't think so. I don't... Nabry through the middle? I don't think that's a role that is, is fitting him. I mean, honestly. I mean, yeah, he's... I don't know. He's yeah. How is it called? Like behind the behind the striker. Ram, Ram <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's his role. I mean, and I mean, as the single striker or on the wings. I mean, he, he uses to disappoint. I mean, yeah, I, I like Havertz a lot. He was brilliant in the Champions League final. Um, yeah, I would start Havertz definitely. I would also start Gnabry. He has, he has a clinical finish. Um, yeah, that's what I would think of. I mean, but if we think about the role of the central striker, I don't know. But I think in, in both of these friendlies games, like Muller has, has, has started either like as the kind of false 9-1 in, in, in both of them. So yeah. it's either kind of, you know, it's it's because it's a going with the three midf- in midfield, which for the game against Denmark was Neuhaus and Kimmich. And then in the in the game... Against against Latvia, he, they went with um, in through the through the middle. They went through Gunugan and Cruz, so it feels like it's going to be the three, and then it's just a question of who goes on the on the wing, whether it's how uh, it's Gnabry or Sane as well, or Werner also on the left as option. How do you? What is the kind of feeling in Germany about uh, about their chances of this tournament? Because I was looking at they're still like the fourth. Favorite, which I felt was a kind of a bit surprising given some of the results and also like how the poor performance at the World Cup. Ex- excuse us. <laughs> what do you think, Leon? Is that is that incorrect? 
<laughs> no, no, over to Lucas first. Over to Lucas. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's there's not much talk about the, the um, tournament, right? I mean, people are talking about the U21 um, winning the title, and but I don't know the European Championship. There's not much talk about it. I mean, Liv has been in, in the media spotlight for a little bit, but surely as a German, you, you you want to win the title. But I mean, this time I think. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It could be could be anything. I don't know. I think if if they pass the group stage, I think they they might go for a win. But either they they get stuck. They yeah, they don't pass the group stage or they they win the the title. That's what I think. Because I mean, yeah, Leon, you you're probably uh, yeah aware of that term uh, Turniermannschaft, like the the, the mm -hmm. tournament yeah. team we used to say in German. So they they tend to improve. During the matches, yeah. and I think if they, they they are able to build that momentum, they will be lethal. But if not, yeah. so I'm just looking at yeah. like the the age Depends profile on the of the squad, and there's you know there's a few veterans in it, which kind of brings the average age up a little bit. Of, of so obviously you have Neuer, Hummels, and Cruz and Muller, which are a bit older. But then like the majority of the squad is kind of in the peak years of like 24 to 29. So it is kind of like in some ways the, the squad that Yogi Love has picked is kind of like at the right age for them to, you know, for Sané or to or Nabry to kind of take take hold of it. Yeah, it's an interesting mixture for sure. I mean, you're probably aware of that he, he wanted to rebuild the team after the, the yeah, terrible last um, mm -hmm. tournament um, when Germany did not pass the group stage. And but this did not work out too too well. I mean, there were some some good matches, but there were some bad matches. So now he he included uh, Müller and Hummels back to the to the uh, squad. I think it's it's an interesting mixture. But I mean, it doesn't feel like they they're on their prime yet. I feel like many players like like uh, they they might be on their prime after this tournament. Like like Harvard's for example, and uh, Werner, I think if they play a good tournament, they, they could become, yeah, they could be reminiscent of, of Germany. Um, when was it? When they, they won against Brazil? 2-7? In 2014. Like, they they in might... The World Cup. Yeah, exactly. They, they might, they, they might, yeah, have a similar development than, I mean, I could see them, like Uzil and yeah. so on. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I was thinking about this um, years, I, I tend to compare it to South Africa, where you had a very fresh and new team and loads of players. I mean, that's when Müller kind yeah. of entered the international stage, and I was a bit scared that Löw wasn't as um, radical now that he brought back in guys like from Müller from from the earlier um, ages of, of of German football, um, and that he wouldn't be as daring trying something new, give them a chance, let them play their style of football, but that he would rather stick to kind of the very control-heavy kind of football that we were used from the German team because we had so good players that could fill these roles. Um, and now I don't know whether he just wants to copy-paste kind of this idea of, of a match plan with new players who maybe don't fit into this role as much yeah. as he would like. And that was kind of, I feel, the struggle that he had in the last couple of years um, and I hope that he finds a way um, of making this work because the beauty of 2000 and um, of, of the South Africa World Cup um, was that 
it was a fresh team, but also they were playing beautiful, fast-paced football. And you could see where the football. team was going to go, was right? Like, very I think everyone was kind of surprised that Germany did so well in Except 2010, but was like, okay, now they've moved this team yeah. so far forward that, you know, they're so well set for 2014. Exactly, and I feel like this should rather be this kind mm -hmm. of tournament where you just give them a chance, let them find themselves, yeah. also maybe risk a bit too much and then, you know, lose a game because of that. That'd be fine, but at least let them explore how, what kind of quality yeah, football maybe, they can maybe, play. And I, I hope that they have the chance for Maybe if you love a stain for another tournament, that's what he would have done. But it's also like with this being his last tournament as Germany manager and also with the group that we've got with France, Portugal and Hungary, he probably just didn't want to take too many risks and thought, okay, well, let's let's bring back some of the big name players who are close, who are used to playing these big games, these big finals. That's, you know, because, you know, if, if they get a couple of bad results in the group stage, that could be that could be them again. again. Yeah, but I think it's fine that he brings in some of the old guard. Yeah. I just think that he shouldn't keep, like hang, cling on too much to the to the match plan. That's mm -hmm. like full control all the time. Yeah. When we have the when Neuer has the ball, we play it out very slowly and kind of minuscule passes up until the other goal, and then we we got our chance. Mm -hmm. I think it has to be a bit more daring. But yeah, what what do you think, Lucas, about about the match plan? What how how should they play the Mannschaft? I mean, yeah, they should probably start off defensively, and I mean, I think they will probably counter a lot. I mean, the, the yeah, the forwards are kind of fast-paced. Every one of them. I think Germany always has this this playing style of being like defensively dominant, of keeping a lot of possession, and yeah, that's that's how they should play. But I mean, it won't be easy. I mean, especially against uh, France. Um, I mean, yeah, this is like, I mean, the the group the group is insane. So it can could go either way. So whom whom do you see Germany rather winning over, uh, Portugal or France? Uh, definitely rather they they definitely rather win against Portugal. Yeah, definitely. As they have so many times in the last tournaments. Yeah, yeah. We we used to like them <laughs> as an opponent, right? I mean, we always win against Portugal. I don't know why. But... <laughs> yeah. What has been some of the for you, Lucas? Some of the highlights watching the German national team is there some games or something that uh, you sort of look back on? As yeah, like definitely. Best, best memories? Loads of good memories. I mean, I would say as a German, you always have like an ambivalent stance to towards the national team. You kind of like them and you're kind of bored of them at the same time. But as soon as the tournament starts, you kind of like them again. And yeah, I mean, the first match I remember was against Saudi Arabia uh, 2002, I think, and uh, Klose scored three times, crazy headers, like this was really nice. And then surely the, the Sommermärchen 2006, I mean, and um, yeah, the, 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 the quarterfinal against Brazil, definitely, I will never forget. But I mostly remember the semi-final. Semi-final. What did I say? <laughs> yeah, I where, where did you watch that match? I was in in a student town. So so, but I mostly remember like I mostly remember like the negative things, like the Torres goal when was it two eight, then Balotelli scoring against Germany. I, I mean, it was a really nice goal, and Balotelli is one of my favorite oh, players. Okay. And then this terrible group stage to 18, 
Um, and yeah, I remember the South Korea match when, when they were really like they lacked ideas and so it's mostly negative emotions or negative memories I can think of to be honest. So that's, uh, do you think that's a problem of attitude? Yeah. Do you go into the matches watching them with too much fear? Leon, Leon, I haven't asked you what it, what is your what is your highlight? Your highlight would be what? Oh, I no, I mean it has to be winning the World Cup. Okay, because I mean, because we went we went out. I mean, back then I lived in Hamburg, like right next to San Pauli um, Stadium, and so everyone ran down, and there was a whole crowd that pushed towards the Reeperbahn, the nightlife district, and it was packed, and there were. Um, uh, fireworks going off everywhere and everyone was cheerful beer was being chugged and thrown around everywhere and, and there was this one moment where uh, we went to a kind of narrow street which is called the, the Hamburger Berg kind of a, a very iconic street and it's very small and there are bars left and right and it was completely packed with people and then in the middle of these people there was one car and it was um, a very like an elderly couple sitting in there and oh, I don't no. know how they got themselves in this mess but everyone was jumping and on the car and it was like a mess all around was them it, was and the car like in the air? yeah, yeah it was bouncing <laughs> you know like the <laughs> like the Grand Theft kind of auto kind of yeah, things exactly. that, that, that bounce the notes yeah, yeah. yeah ex exactly that's, that's how it looked um, and they were like you could see in the eyes they were somehow enjoying kind of this historic moment but also worried about of it. But, but also <laughs> scared loads <laughs> but but other than, i mean it was it was it was an amazing night it was it was super super but good what i was about to, to add leon maybe you feel the same you don't have a like relationship to the national team you don't i don't know you don't think about them you don't like them you only support your local club and i think most germans are like that like nobody goes to uh, see them in the stadium and yeah i mean yeah I don't know whether I 100% agree, though. I feel like ever since the Sommermärchen in Germany, there has been a shift. And I mean, of course, in Germany, I feel it's always somewhat um, mixed with weird feelings about patriotism. So you kind of, you support, I feel like many people I know support the team, but they wouldn't say that they support Germany, therefore, at, at, at the World Cup. But they do, um, I think they do tend to identify with some of the players and like them and read about them in the gala and stuff so i mean i guess it's always very different when a tournament is on right that's like, I true think, yeah i mean but isn't that the same for that's of, like for same for everywhere every no, i don't feel like right. that when the tournament is okay. on it's like a switch being clicked but i mean for example just think about those norwegians also they watch every match the norwegians i know or they yeah. i used to know they watch every match and they're really passionate about like all the friendlies but the German friendlies, they're terrible matches. But, but maybe also because Norway doesn't have as many, doesn't have as many, have as many chances in the big tournaments. So yeah, then the friendlies, we, right, 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 you know, are more important. Like it, it, yeah, it means more, right? Yeah. When you're one of the smaller nations who doesn't, isn't always there, right? Like, like that, that's as good as it gets, right? Yeah. yeah. Like winning against like a big opponent in a friendly might be just the, the, the highlight. Yeah. Of, of that decade i mean one of my highlights of watching the irish team was them scoring an 86th minute equalizer against denmark for a 1-1 draw like it's not <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know uh, exactly <laughs> yeah i think it's more fun to be an ireland fan to be honest than a german fan how no it's, it's, i don't it's, it's how it, no. <laughs> no honestly no 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 because don't tell that's me. such a bold statement like how you, how would it be you, you have not watched just their last 12 games looking for a win 
Yeah, and you're right. was going behind last week, 1-0 to Andorra, and me nearly getting a heart <laughs> attack that we were going to lose to Andorra for five minutes. So, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, Germany in the friendlies, they, they either they overpower their opponents and they win like 5-0 and it's terribly boring because they lead after 20 minutes. Like, or they, they're completely lazy. They're always mm -hmm. lazy in those friendlies. I mean, it drives me crazy. And then they play horrible, horribly because they expect to to lead 3-0 and then they don't, but they can't find a fight because they're, they're too lazy. I mean, it's it's no, no fun to be like a German supporter and I wouldn't call myself that. Like only in the tournament, it's kind of exciting, I would say. Yeah, that, that, that might be true, I guess. Mm -hmm. But so looking forward to the tournament then, because there won't be lazy, boring football there. What, what do you think? What's your prediction? Like you said earlier, maybe go out to the group stage or win the whole thing. If you had to pick um, like one prediction, what, what would it be? So it's really with the first game against France on Tuesday. So what do you guys think? I mean, I won't base my, my answer on that, but just out of curiosity. Yeah, I think Germany, I think Germany gets through in second place in this group with Portugal in third. And I think they probably go out in a quarterfinal or maybe a semifinal. I think that's, that would be my best guess, I think. Yeah, sounds, sounds realistic. Um. Yeah, I think uh, they, they win the title. I can't say they go out <laughs> in the group stage. But it's an either-or, I stick to this. Because <laughs> yeah. they saved all of the energy during the friendly I mean, matches. The friendly matches. <laughs> <laughs> now they've I mean, got the excess stamina to so spend. telling about the tournament, so... No, no, no. It's, it's... You know, like we, what we no, no, exactly. Yeah. No, that's true, that's true. Um, that's fair. Lucas, we have one final question that we have for all of our guests on this yeah, podcast. Sure. And it's, if you could go for a beer with a player from the German national team, past or present, who would it be and why? Uh, past or present, I did not know that. I think like the, the obvious choice most people would, would answer is Leon Goretzka because he's, he's so handsome and he's so smart and he's so political. You know what I mean? Like that, that's kind of the, the media discourse in Germany right now. Mm -hmm. But I think Emre Can would be by far the most like interesting, uh, yeah, guy to hang out because he's also from Frankfurt, my hometown. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like him. He seems like a nice guy. He's always aggressive on the field. I like that as well. He's never lazy, for example. And I mean, he was coached by some some great, by some of the greats, like um, Jupp Heynckes, um, Jung Klopp, Allegri, Sari, mm -hmm. and yeah, Brendan Rogers. I don't know if I should Brendan include Rogers. him in that list. <laughs> He's doing fine now, right? Yeah, he's doing fine. He's a decent manager. Well, I haven't asked Maybe. you this question, Leon. What is, what is, have you, you've had all week to think of your answer. Over a week, basically. And, and, and again, I kind of saw it coming, but also it's like, nah, he's not going to ask me at the end. <laughs> and now, and now I'm oh, staring like the, at the, yeah. at the starting 11 and it's a hard pick to... To, I guess uh, I it's think a hard it's a hard. You you you're not sure whether you want the party nights or you want the you know the informed it, discussion. Exactly, exactly. Whether you want the vokeness of mm. of Goretzka it, what, what has Goretzka or maybe done, I'll ask Lucas and Leon. You can think of your answer. What has Goretzka done sort of in Germany 
publicly, politically? No, no I mean, the things he had, he had done, they, they, they were absolutely nice. I mean, it was good. He, he, he had done them, but I don't remember all of them. What was it? He came out in favor of like um, gay footballers. Or I'm confusing something. Max Kruse was doing the same, I think. I don't know. I mean, that, that's really, really good. He done so. And also he, he took a stance against like right extremism or so. Mm -hmm. Lately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no it's football for the it. fascists. I, I just as like he, he's behind. the obvious choice because he's in the media and portrayed a lot. And just... that's cool. And what about what well, is I there any is there to... any legendary um, German footballer that you would be happy to go for a drink with? Oh, legendary German. Honestly, no. I have no real connection to them. Okay. I mean, I would be interested in Balak to be honest, because he was kind of that childhood hero and he reminds me of those Schröder times and so on. Like he, he was a yeah special sort of guy. But um, so, so you you would go out with some football player because they remind you of the Schröder times? No, I mean I mean <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's intriguing. No, he's just but, he's reminding yeah. me of all those times and I don't know what all that yeah. he, he was a an interesting player like Yeah. Yeah, Matthäus, yeah. I don't know, he's talking. I don't like him as a commentator. As a player, he was brilliant, for sure. I really like to watch his I, I thought, I thought about it, and it has to be Oli Kahn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's such a character. I mean, I have to, I have to pick him. There's, I, I don't know whether you know this, Lucas, but there's this one famous uh, German poem, Der Panther. Yeah, and no, it's no. about a about a panther who is in a cage and roams kind of next to the cage and and just looks out and like he he feels how he's confined to this very like little confined space and then uh, there's this one journalist who asks Oli Khan to read out this poem and he reads it and while he reads it he kind of reflects on it in his position <laughs> as a goalie and then it dims it dims on him his that six yard within the, the, <laughs> the six yard <laughs> it's his cage <laughs> and he roams up and down. it's it's a thing of beauty it's such a thing of beauty <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So a great, a great will, you know, okay. boxed in in this confined yeah. space. That's kind of the gist of the poem, and and it fits so so well. Yeah, I mean, know? as so, a yeah. player, he's been yeah interesting, but as a you know, in his new function, he seems a bit silent, and also as an expert, I didn't like him too much to listen to. Okay. Ah, that's fine. I, I'm not going. I, I'm not so going to a bar with a him to talk about expert football stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Well, we're talking it's about gonna, football. it's gonna be a blast. <laughs> yeah, football. But you can do with him. Wait, it's yeah. your date night, so you can take, take him, him wherever. He's, he's all yours. All right, Lucas. I don't want to. I only want to talk about football. <laughs> football with Michael Ballack, and then so, and then Emre Chan was the, was the was the up to, up to date one. Was the current team member that who would go, or did you set Langaretska? Yeah, I think he just had an interesting career. He saw a lot of places, a lot of teams, a lot of great teammates, and I think he has a lot to tell. Mm -hmm. All right, Lucas, thank you so much for joining us. On yeah, the sure, you're welcome. It was it was good as always, and uh, yeah, I'm glad the boring friendlies are over and we can get to the, the real football. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, fun to talk to you guys. <laughs> me uh you are somewhat of a mystery man because you signed up for to speak about finland denmark france 
Not about one so, country, but so, three. So, <laughs> um, this, keeping this in mind, I would just hand it over to you and maybe give us a brief introduction about yourself, uh, where you're from, uh, what club you maybe support, and how you have uh, gained so much knowledge on so many different uh, football nations. Um, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll give an attempt at least. Um, I um, I I am half Finnish and half Danish, so I I have dual citizenship, uh, and that's due to my mother being Finnish uh, and my dad being Danish. Um, with that, I was born in France originally uh, and lived in France while I was young. So um, I actually tended to follow the, the French leagues and the, the French footballing players a lot more when I was younger. Uh, and then growing up, moving to Denmark back in 1996, um, I started following the Danish national team as well. Um, and then along with my Finnish family, I also always kept hearing about uh, Finnish sports, which, uh, to be honest, was mostly about uh, ice hockey yeah. and, and winter sports, as you can imagine. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so that's, that's the introduction. I don't know if I have a favorite one. I must say uh, the easiest one to yeah. stick by is probably the French national team. <laughs> because of its uh, amazing players and, um, and trophies and, and, uh, and players in general, I would say. Um, so that's, that's, that's the brief, brief football introduction, I guess. Um, yeah. How, how is your family going to deal with the Denmark-Finland game, like with this sort of split, split loyalties? What are you, you yeah. going to do? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, my, my, I have a cousin who is... Uh, a few years younger than me, we had actually planned to to find tickets and such, but uh, it just became so. Uh, <laughs> the the whole time just became so dysfunctional with with coronavirus and restrictions and people being have having to be you know uh, part of the actual uh, a, a supporting member and stuff of the different things. So it was it just became uh, impossible. Uh, but I, I actually meant to buy tickets for for me and him for the for the first match, um, and honestly, um, yeah, we can talk about the the Finnish national team a bit later, maybe after the introduction. But um, yeah, I guess the the expectations were quite low for that from his side at least. So uh, my yeah. my family is, is is quite psyched about it, and I think in general, like the the, the Finnish people are quite uh, psyched about this this whole uh, tournament and. Uh, the team that they have at this um, at this moment in time, so um, yeah. But it it will be a split <laughs> thing, I guess. But uh, it has its benefits. Well. Yeah. Have you decided to you'll be supporting? Yeah. Are you will you are you falling on Denmark or are you going to um, support maybe the the underdogs? Yeah, I'm, it's going to be the kind winner. of a chameleon <laughs> thing with. Uh, <laughs> probably going to support who who the majority of people in the room will be. So. Being uh, with a lot of Danish friends, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to be the Danish national team. Uh, but but uh, yeah, inside I will probably also hope that they at least get some points or at least um, you know show a good good a good sporting measure, meaning that they they show some kind of um, how do you say will or somehow yeah, so they don't just get hammered. I guess keep, that's keep the pride. Don't get don't get hammered by concern. the Danes. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, you want a good fight, a good match. 
Um, although it's very interesting yeah. because I feel like for me, intuitively, whenever I'm with a crowd that supports one team, I'd want to I'd... support the opposite. Exactly. I automatically go like to the opposite. Maybe just you know to to, to, to know faults yeah. a bit, but to to to, uh, to bet on. So um, you know, if one team's doing bad, you can always have you at least have some uh, yeah um, aspirations for the other teams. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I think my main my main horse in that sense would probably mm. be France. But uh, yeah, it's probably going to be Denmark in that match particularly. Yeah. 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 Was was the World Cup uh, win for France? Would that have been like definitely your highlight of watching uh, watching the French team, the most recent yes, one? Yes, I would say yeah. Um, probably yeah. Particularly uh, the the change of the century uh, was probably the the best time to be a French football fan, to be honest. Um, a lot of, a lot of likable football players, um, legendary players who just, uh, got those legendary titles along with it. So, um, yeah, it definitely yeah. felt like a big part of, at least I remember it was, it was a big part of me, of uh, my aspirations when I started playing football and I I still do play football, but obviously in no way sense the the same level as that. But uh, I remember as a kid, it was it was definitely like um, um, icons. I guess is the is the right word for that. Yeah. Do Do you know when you're a child and you and you play the footy, you always pretend like you're this one player, like you know you get the the names on the back of your jersey and everything. Who Who was this for you? Oh. Oh, that's a that's a tough one. I actually I actually really like the um, Marcel Desailly, <clears throat> to be honest. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm good. also a Chelsea supporter. I, I might put that one in as well, uh, which is um, which was actually largely <laughs> due to uh, Makélélé and uh, Marcel Desailly playing on that team. Um, backing. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a pretty good. Pretty good weekend, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say him probably. But uh, I, I do. When I was younger, I, I did mostly play offensive football. So uh, Henri was also there. I must say, um, he was. He was a. Yeah. He, he was very iconic also for that era when I started really uh, playing football. Yeah. yeah. How do you think France will get on in this tournament? And do you think they'll be able to repeat the the World Cup win? Um, I think I'm always a bit nervous about the French national team, especially in these times, uh, mostly because it's, it's, it's largely due to the fact that these national team cup tournaments are, are much more, um, likely to be influenced by the team spirits rather than individual players having an uh, amazing, uh, round of, of matches so uh, i'm always concerned about what the actual mood or uh, attitude or uh, temperament of of that national team would be um i think they're in a good place now um obviously seeing benzema put, being pulled into yeah. the circle might make me a bit nervous but um i think i think it's going to be a good round but I, I don't particularly see them as uh i think there's there's other teams that 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 have more hunger for those titles than than France maybe have in this particular moment in time, to be mm -hmm. honest. <laughs> I mean, we we gotta ask who 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 would that be? Um, I think Portugal. 
yeah. um, I think Portugal is in a good place, especially uh, like team spirit wise, where I think that there's a bit yeah. more competition between like the A and B chains of, of, of the French national team, where it seems like Portugal has a bit more of a, of a unified uh, group. Um, and they're really good at, at these like playoffs and stuff. But um, I hope France will will be in a good good place, and that the the coach has has done his uh, puppet mastering skills, um, mm -hmm. or read on them at least. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have one final question for you, and it's it's a scenario. It's the it's the final of the Euros. It's gone all the way to penalties, and it's Denmark versus France. Are you cheering for Casper Schmeichel to make the save, or are you, or are you cheering on the French? Or yeah, that's a really difficult question. Actually, um, <laughs> I think I would, I would probably seen in the light that I that I know how much uh, such a title would mean to uh, to my uh, Danish national uh, fellow friends. I would probably uh, cheer cheer uh, Schmeichel on. I would say, um, yeah, yeah, I would probably do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, France have enough titles, For, right? So, yeah. <laughs> see, see, see you at the Rahusplatz <laughs> then. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. yeah. I would. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really, really pleasure. No problem. And uh, yeah. good luck. Good luck to all three teams in the tournament. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Had you seem to be in the pies. very best position any of our interviews have been so far because I mean exactly, three teams yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a all you can eat buffet without any <laughs> so enjoy yeah. thank you so Thanks. much Podcast Network.